I mean, again, personally, I really like All Mine No Matter. Uh, Brandon, how do you feel about that one? I'd go with that one. You're listening to All Mind No Matter. Yay, it's official! <laughs> that was like the NPR uh, call, call in, I'm whatever Terry you're calling. Gross. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our now-named podcast. Every one possible people people listening to this uh, is probably celebrating with... Celebrate with us, if you are listening, um, that we now have a name. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Ian, uh, for those who have forgotten, and I'm here with... Someone speak! I'm Casey, I'm new. Yes, Casey is here as... Uh, special guest. Special guest. And he's here because of... Brandon. Yes. Who is presently <laughs> speaking. And last but not least... Kyle, but you should know by now, because I'm <laughs> holding all of our listeners to listening to our podcast from the beginning, even if they find the first episode or two when we didn't even have a name boring. If you didn't <laughs> listen, you're losing out on the plot. <laughs> yes, all podcasts must have plot, thematic elements, climax, denouement, all all those things to make it literary. <laughs> because all podcasts must be literary. And flavor crystals, since we're flavor blasting your ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, the gist of this podcast is we talk about stuff like every other podcast. Um, sometimes we have a particular topic to talk about, sometimes not. All the time we just ramble and go on tangents. So if that's something you're into, then this is the podcast for you. If it's not, then, well, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll find something to enjoy. Or you can just go to hell. <laughs> or that. <laughs> um, anyway, so we, we have Casey on, uh, um, Casey, you're a friend of Brandon's. Uh, yes. do you, do you uh, know Kyle? Uh, not, I don't think so. I, he may, uh, Brandon may have, uh, mentioned you guys before, okay. and that, well, that you guys were doing the podcast. So All the negative I, things. <laughs> I hope so. Um, well, I heard you're both jerks, so. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's definitely not a lie. <laughs> In fact, but, I've been muting you this whole time. <laughs> that was another possible, uh, podcast title that I got from one of my professors from college, uh, the Myotonic Jerks. <laughs> Still sounds like a random name generator. Yeah. Well, he he thought of it as a band name. What does Myotonic mean, anyway? I, I think the actual word is, like, myoclonic. It Basically, oh. Myotonic Jerks are the spasms your body makes when you're about to go to sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think I think they're called uh, Hypnic Jerks. Oh yeah, hypnic, hypnic jerks. I think hypnic jerks are like a type of myoclonic jerk or something like that. Okay. Whatever. Hypnic jerks would make us sound like cool. Yeah. <laughs> like we're hip. Yeah. Cause we, we, we are so hip when we're possibly naming our podcast after Star Trek episodes or Twilight <laughs> episodes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. Podcast, like the, there's like a there should be a Twilight Zone episode for the 21st century. It's like guy making a podcast, but the world ends and nobody can hear it. Oh jeez. <laughs> there was time. There was time to listen to it. His headphones crack <laughs> from the shockwave. Um. Uh, yeah. So we we were possibly going to talk about Cloud Atlas, but Kyle and I have not seen it yet. So if you were looking forward to that, um. Sorry. <laughs> they they were looking forward because they're privy to our private emails. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you guys probably knew about that before before we did. Maybe you're just psychic. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, now, Brandon, did you come up with the other idea, or was it Casey that came up with the idea to just talk about something weird that had happened to you? It, it was Casey. It was all, all right. him. He gets the blame. All right. Sorry. Well, that, that's as good a place to start as any, so, uh, 
Um, Casey, do you want to do the honors and start with a, a weird story about yourself? Sure. Um, I kind of came up with the idea because I hadn't really told this story to anyone before. And it, um, it's a little late, but it happened on Halloween, uh, my freshman year in college. And, like, since I was little, I wasn't really into Halloween because, uh, one, one Halloween when I was nine, I was really sick and it sort of, like, ruined it for me for a really long time. But, um, I kind of got back into it once I got up to college. And, uh, it was, like, how, I think Halloween happened on Friday or Saturday that year. So, everybody went crazy that year. And then, my one friend, um, who was from, I went to college at Westminster College, which is, um, near Newcastle, Pennsylvania, if you know where that is, but not many people do. And he, he was from that area, so he wanted to take a bunch of us to, like, the local, like, ghost story places that were, you know, of the local folklore. And there were, I, from what I remember, there were, like, two or three places. There were, I think there were three places that we stopped. Um, so the first one, we just sort of, it was, like, it's just, like, an abandoned house that had been around for a long time. So I didn't really go in, I just sort of stuck around outside, because I didn't, like, I had, like, a bad feeling that the cops were going to roll up and, like, say, oh, you kids are trespassing on this property or whatever, and then that would have been a really bad Halloween, and I ended up hanging out in uh, one of my friend's cars with the the girl who would eventually become my girlfriend later on in that year. Um... We, you know, we, we weren't like making out or anything, but there's just like one of those things that, uh, you know, sort of a weird coincidence. Uh, the story just took a turn for the disappointing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't like the, the big man on campus making out with random girls in cars. But, um, the second place that we went to was this, it was either called the hanging tree or the lynching tree and uh legend has it that the, like back in the day when you know lynchings happened this was the tree where they would take you know black people and lynch them and it was like i don't know the whole story but supposedly if you like drive uh past the tree in a certain way you can like hear uh like the scene of a lynching playing out and and you can like hear like uh like the hang like someone's feet like brushing up against the car because um you know because they were hanging from the tree but um we didn't experience any of that um but but even the tree was kind of interesting in its shape because like it it, it was a big you know it was a big tree like you know uh. It was very, you know, wide around, like it had a big, big trunk, and then it had this one huge branch that, uh, went out over the road, and it was just like this one real flat branch, and it was, it, it, like, I'm guessing that would be the, the branch that they would, uh, hang people from, which is kind of creepy. The thing is, like, it's sort of like, this tree was made for it, because the branch was, like, so flat and, Dirty. It was, it was really kind of a strange tree to look at. But then, um, sort of a, a scary moment of that uh, scene was when we were we were all while my friend was um, you know explaining to us what the what this tree what what the what the legend of this tree was. Um, uh, so, someone in like a a pickup truck came, like, he pulled down the road and, like, stopped, like, where, in front, like, in front of where we were and, like, flashed his lights at us and then everybody got kind of freaked out and we all, you know, went back to our cars and then, um, drove down the road and he, like, followed us the rest of the way and, like, and we were kind of scared but then, like, once we made a turn, he, like, he, he, like, stopped at the turn and then 
we were looking back at him, he was just doing this thing there at the intersection, and he just, like, turned off his light. Oh. It was was really strange, like, he was... Huh. And I remember something, someone saying something about, you know, this, like, the trees on someone's private property. Oh. And, like, he gets upset if, like, people come around it, like, at Halloween. But, um... But the last part of the story, we go to this, like, we go to this, it's just sort of like a spot off the side of the road. And, uh, my one friend who's, who's guiding us around, he tells us that, um, if we trek through, trek through the woods, um, we'll find like, uh, an old, like an old abandoned cemetery where supposedly there is a, uh, like a rumored witch that's buried there. I don't, I don't remember enough of the story to say like she was, you know, she was killed in a trial or whatever, but supposedly this, this woman is buried up there, like that's her grave site and she was a witch. But then while we were going through these woods, um, he was explaining to us that to put, that there is also some sort of cultish activities that go on because of where this woman is buried. Oh, and <laughs> while we were on the trail, we saw Ziploc bags filled of like, they were, they were Ziploc bags and they had like, what looked like animal hearts in them or, oh, oh or God. some sort of, or some sort of meat. Oh, that yes. was in the Ziploc bag. It was very strange. It was like, and not, I think that was the strangest part that there were, that there were actually, you know, sacrifices, quote unquote, <laughs> that were happening around this supposed witch. And so we checked through the woods and I don't remember how long it took us to get there, but it felt like a really long time. And, um, I had no idea where the fuck we were going because I had never been been up there and like my friend was the only one who knew the way so there's like I don't know how many of there were of us maybe like 10 or 12 and we were like all holding hands <laughs> trying not to get lost in the woods but then when we get to this when we get to the grave site all it is is just like this patch of, patch of grass and then uh, a stone that like has no discernible markings on it at all. It's like all it is is just uh like an old headstone with nothing on it, and it was really disappointing that <laughs> there well, there was there was nothing there to indicate that this woman was a witch and at all. So um so we just you know walked back through the woods and and I was more interested in the weird activity going on with like yeah. animal parts. But um I mean that I mean I guess that's sort of the end of the story. Um but then we like after that we ended up like going to a sheet and getting food and there we all were like in our Halloween costumes like just <laughs> eating food at like one in the morning. So it was like an interesting, like it was probably one of the more interesting Halloween experiences I've had. And then at the end of it, we're just you know eating cheeseburgers or whatever in a cheese parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of like the end of like the end of the Avengers where they're oh, just yeah. sitting in a burger place. And, you know, it was like oh we went on this weird like ghost tour and then oh it's you know, time for food to stop off the, the drinking that we did earlier. <laughs> so that that's my story. Cool. Yeah, it's it's funny, the the way you describe the witch's gravestone, like the little area, it reminds me of uh I this past year I read the graveyard book by Neil Gaiman and uh there's a witch ghost in that and she's got a she's I can't remember exactly what it is, but 
she was like buried in uh the I can't remember what it's called, but it's the area outside the graveyard, like the paupers' graves and stuff, where uh people can't afford to the or parking lot. What? <laughs> the, parking <laughs> the parking lot. Yes, the parking lot. But I I think her grave was similar in that like uh it, it, it that one actually wasn't marked. I don't think. And so Bod, the main character of the graveyard book, he he finds a stone, like a nice flat stone, and puts it on the spot where she was buried. And I think he he writes her name on it just to like uh, honor her in some way. It, it's a really sweet and poignant moment and stuff. But uh, yeah, the way you're just describing that, which is great, sort of reminded me of it. I I want to know like what type of marking you were expecting to find because. When you say, like, marking indicating that she was a witch, all I can think of is an episode of Scooby-Doo where <laughs> they find they find uh, the symbol for Gemini on, on a gravestone of the oh. witch, and it ends up meaning that, like, she had a twin. Uh, There's just a comma after the name and a witch. <laughs> it's kind of like putting doctor or, like, I don't know, certified public accountant on a tombstone. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it, pro- it probably would just be, like, like a pentagram or something. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure what, um, I'm not sure what I expected. I didn't, you know, expect to see, like, you know, satanic symbols or whatever, but, um, it was just, like, a worn-out headstone, and, um, like, I don't remember the woman's name. It was probably Mary something, because everyone in the 1800s was named Mary. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, there wasn't a name on it. It was just, like, this is, you know, this is where the grave is, and, I don't know. I don't really know what I was expecting, but it was just a little underwhelming. Yeah. It was just a, an old headstone. I would have preferred a more witch-like name. Like, and 1800s, so it's like Prudence, Temperance, Good Wife, Hell, Bride, or something. Like <laughs> to let you know that she's a witch, she's like not just a pilgrim. <laughs> Hmm, Sarah Hellbride. I'm sure she's fine. Patience, <laughs> prohibition. <laughs> yeah. Pro- prohibition sounds like a lovely name for a daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, prohibition. She's a wonderful girl. Can't keep her off the drink, though. That'd yeah, be she, she does not know the meaning of moderation. <laughs> Which is, you know, her sister's name, so it makes sense. <laughs> Prohibition and moderation. Wow. <laughs> I would, I do not envy the kids who name their parents that, who, whose parents name Whose kids name yeah. their parents? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> you see, back in the colonial era, kids named their parents. Yes, that's what it is. There were a lot of parents named asshole back then. <laughs> <laughs> They wait till the kids are angstiest, then they get to choose names. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Now I actually want to write, like, a story that has, like, a race of people or something like that who actually do that. Some sort of culture where once the kids are old enough, they or they rename their parents. But I wonder if that could... Kind of like Native Americans, almost, but you don't get to pick your name. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, cool story. <laughs> Thanks. I've been, I've been saving that one for, cause I, it's one of those things that you never, I'm not sure, I was, you know, it was always one of those weird things and I didn't really know how to explain it to anyone, but, you know, there's always a time and place. And yeah. Now the world will know. Yes. Um, yeah, those, those, like, uh, when you were talking about, started talking about Ziploc bags, I almost expected you to say, like, hex bags, like, from Supernatural and stuff. Uh, on Supernatural, they have hex bags to keep demons away and stuff. Um, I actually don't know what they put in the hex bags. I think it's, like, herbs and all that crazy shit. But, yeah, uh, that, that was definitely the, the weirdest part of that. Yeah. There were, like, animal organs and, like, pieces of meat. <laughs> yeah... See, it would have been, see, what would have been like a building sort of climax thing. It's like, okay, you see the animal, animal parts and everything, and then you get to the grave, and the grave is just splattered with blood. <laughs> and then you guys book it, and it's, you're some crazy 
Latin incantation behind you. Someone disappears and you never hear from him again. Oh, God. <laughs> that would or, be a great horror movie. Alternatively, it could just be like that episode of King of the Hill. Where, oh, yeah. I was, I was also thinking of Canine Spiritus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the word they use? Do they use uh, resplendent? That's what I mean. I think that was David Cross did the voice of that guy. Yeah, I think it was Ward, I think his name was. Yeah, he's like, yes, resplendent. <laughs> Which, what does Nutmeg grant? <laughs> Invincibility. <laughs> so you boys are making a cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cake of tremendous power. <laughs> Continue listening, and I'll finish quoting this entire episode. Uh, all right, so, uh, Brandon or Kyle, did you guys have a story that you wanted to tell? Uh, oh, was that the the plot of this episode? Well, it's, it's sort of a theme, like, if I didn't you have... really come in with any stories to tell. Brandon emailed us about it. Yeah, but I barely read those emails. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how just short my responses are? Yeah, Thursday seems okay. <laughs> well, I have. I, have I gave you I... guys names. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you you have a you have a free pass on all the rest of the podcasts since you uh you gave us a name. So I have something I could ramble about. We'll let Brandon go first. Okay, okay. mine's I. I already I wrote it as a blog post, so I'm just gonna crib from uh, that. Yeah. Um, and that is the time I met my spirit animal. Oh. So, okay. <laughs> so bear with me. Is it a bear? I hope it's a bear. So you just made a pun. <laughs> no, I wish I was that clever. <laughs> I've been hypnotized um, on several occasions uh, for like psych. By psychiatrists as like a way of like reducing stress like you can imagine yourself in situations and then any instead of feeling anxiety you can imagine yourself like being calm during the situation so I had been doing that and on one occasion I was supposed to picture myself in this one area called the Oak Grove that there's like uh, it's like a, a little park in the middle of a local campus and um, I was supposed to be like picturing myself not being freaked out or having anxiety, and instead my mind just went completely batshit like fantasy. And the <laughs> first thing I <laughs> instead of being calm, I thought I was drowning for three hours. <laughs> like the the first thing I remember is I remember seeing a hippogriff going between trees in the distance, and nice. from there it kind of like went away from what my psychiatrist was trying to do. And it just, because that's the thing about, like, being hypnotized, you really can only do what you want to do. Yeah. And I wanted to imagine things. <laughs> so, so I, it just started becoming really weird. And then I was approached by this creature that I can only describe it as a lindworm, which is a, a type of dragon with just, like, two legs, and it's serpentine. Uh. And, uh, but it also had frills on its neck, like, uh, like an, I think it's pronounced exotal salamander. They have, like, hmm. these gills on their necks that are, like, red and ferny. Huh. Uh, but it, it was pretty big. It was, like, as thick as the trees. And when it was near me, it turned its head to the side so that one large eye was facing me. And we, like, exchanged glances <laughs> for a period of time and had this, like, deep, profound feeling. <laughs> and, like... The moral of the story is not that I'm saying that, like, this is a literal spirit animal, because I don't really necessarily believe in in that, but it was just a really cool moment with... For me, it, it just reminds me of, like, all those psychological archetypes, like the anima and the animus, mm -hmm. and and something else I was reminded of is, like, the daemons and his dark materials, oh, yeah. manifestations of the soul. Uh, and it was just kind of cool. Like, Like, I feel like it's, like, because of the experience of being hypnotized so, like, trippy, I feel like it was similar to what you would experience on a vision quest that you would go on to find your spirit animal. <laughs> it reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer eats a really hot pepper and he starts hallucinating, and then the talking fox shows up. <laughs> find your soulmate, Brandon! <laughs> Pyramid was just the pro store. 
<laughs> the talking and the talking fox was just that talking dog. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting though that you that it was like a very uh, particular image that wasn't like a an everyday animal. No. Yeah, because normally I thought spirit animals were like normal animals. I mean, maybe for losers. <laughs> If you're just too cool to have a normal spirit animal. <laughs> spirit animals are too mainstream for me. They've got to be spirit mythical animals. Spirit composites are where it's at. <laughs> spirit oh. chimeras. There's got to be some really, really good hipster joke in here somewhere, but I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm just thinking of that one with the picture of Ariel with the hipster glasses. Which is like, <laughs> I love to see. It was too current. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would, by the way, recommend hypnosis of that kind to anybody who wants to have like a weird experience without drugs. But don't think it's gonna relax you because it won't. <laughs> well, that, that's the interesting thing because, like, I've I've never heard of a case of hypnosis like that where it it didn't go as as like the hypnotist planned. Like, where it went in a direction that uh, was, I guess, unplanned. Most of the time, like, in movies or whatever, it, it it's either a horror movie, and so, like, demons or ghosts or whatever infiltrate the hypnotism and screw it all up, or it's a drama where it's actually working and the person is, like, learning a lot from it. I, I, it's it, it, like I, I really don't know the mechanics of hypnotism, so it's interesting to hear that that account of it. Well, I I have had successful sessions where I actually like get things accomplished. Um, it's just like Dude, you got accomplished. You got something accomplished that time. Yeah. You found your spirit animal. <laughs> my mind was like very active at the time, and it was only like my second time, so oh, okay. I was I was still very nervous about the actual process of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because there's something a little scary about it the first few times. It's like uh, stepping into the deep end of a pool. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. Um, yeah, so, uh, Kyle, do you have any Do you have any particular weird happenstances that happened to you? Not really, but I was going to ramble about an idea I had earlier. <laughs> All right, so, you know, Peter Molly knew. He was uh, he's a game developer. He made the Fable games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to work at a studio called Bullfrog. Made a bunch of old games, crap like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I had an idea for a Molly New esque game, uh, inspired by the fake Twitter account Peter Molly Do, which oh, is like a parody account of because Molly New's known for he really hypes up his games and thinks he's, like, changing the world every time he does something, mm-hmm. but his ideas always kind of fall flat and aren't as amazing as he claims they are. Mm-hmm. Well, I had this idea for a game, right? It's like an, it's like an adventure game or something, maybe side-scrolling, maybe not, like an old-school adventure, point-and-click. You, you start out as, like, a dude, uh, I don't know, kid maybe, maybe he's older, maybe he's, like, an adult, playing with a dog, and the dog gets, like, hit by a car, right? Mm-hmm. The dog's dead, but you get him to the hospital, or the, the hospital, the dog hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Take him to the vet, they manage to you know, resuscitate the dog, but it's dead for, you know, a short amount of time, maybe a couple minutes, whatever. He, he acts, you know, weird, because obviously he's drugged up and he was just killed and yeah. <laughs> resuscitated. You find out, like, later, I don't know, it's got to have some kind of magical realism uh, angle that it's not your dog. Same dog body but not the same dog soul. Oh, right? geez. And, and the plot of the game would be your dog's body is now like a receptacle for purgatory dogs, like dogs that have unresolved, <laughs> unresolved like, uh, conflicts in their lives that died before they before their time. Not, not and people, but dogs. Like, like, dogs. Like, they didn't, like they didn't finish like a game of fetch or something like that. I don't know. I, I think more. So, more they buried than a that. bone and they never went back for it. Yeah, maybe we could, we could start out with like easier plots because you'd have a week, and uh, Ian, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, surprisingly, that static that was <laughs> persistent in my ear yeah. disappeared. So I just want to make sure you didn't crash or something. Nope. 
All right. So, yeah, you could start out with, like, an easier quest, like, oh, he needs to find the bone he buried before he can, you know, ease into the next life or whatever. So you have, like, a week for each dog, right? So you can kind of connect to the character. You'd have some way of communicating with them. I don't know, like, a la Wilfred, the TV show. Oh, like, yeah. maybe the dog uh-huh. talks to you, but no one else. Just, you know, it has to have some angle, so it's not like the dog just points in a direction. You have to follow it. So, yeah, you have to resolve, like, plots for the dogs, and they can, like, within a week, if you can't figure out what's going on, like, collect the requisite amount of clues and things like that, the dog can just, like, pass on and, you know, be unresolved, or it can pass on and you get, like, the good ending or whatever, uh, okay. depending on how many you you save. Maybe during the climax, there'd be a part where, like, your dog comes back into his body, oh. they have to resolve it, but it's still the same rules apply, yeah. things like that. So it's like uh, he has to come to terms with it. Hmm. You know what this game would be called? No, because I can't think of any names that aren't terrible puns. Like the Ghost Dog Whisperer, or the Dog, dog Ghost Whisperer. Dogma. Oh, Dogma. Oh, Dogma. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or something terrible. You should just bring Caesar Milan in, and, and he could fix all the dogs. <laughs> he can't resolve their quests. <laughs> Only the players. He could be one of the villains. He can be one of the villains. He just, there you could know, be a dog, dog whisperer. With the newspaper. No, see, you just have to ignore it. <laughs> ignore it, and it will get used to it. And then they die a miserable, miserable death. Well, second death. <laughs> undead dog game. It'll sell millions. Well, they're not undead. It's just, you know, the unresolved dog's soul gets yeah. placed back into the dog. For a week's time. Into the universal dog shell. <laughs> um, well, I- I've got a weird story if you guys want to hear it. Okay. No, it's nothing quite as... uh, Isn't quite as creepy or, like, mystical or mysterious as your guys' stories. Or your game idea, Kyle. Um, but it's still... It weirded me out. Um, so, senior year of college was the first time I ever heard the song uh, In My Life by the Beatles. Uh, are you guys familiar with that song? Yeah, no. familiar enough. <laughs> um, not really. Uh, well, but I may recognize it, but I heard it. Yeah, well, for for anyone who doesn't know it, I'll, I'll probably throw it into as bumper music for this somewhere in this podcast. So you might hear it, or you may have already heard it. Um, but basically, it, it I, I really enjoy the song. I like it a lot. And it's like the lyrics sort of have this sense of longing or nostalgia to them that I really like. And uh, so, like, the first time I heard it was senior year of college, and I was like, oh, this is, this is a cool song. And um, it's a cool song for like as almost as like a theme for senior year since it's got that feeling of nostalgia. Um and then I started hearing it everywhere. It was like the song was following me or something. Uh there was that commercial that came out around that time. I think it was a car commercial or something where it had uh in my life on the commercial and I was like, huh, that's that's interesting. Um and then uh, uh, like, I, I'd be sitting outside the cafeteria at our college, and uh, I would hear it there, and I'd be like, huh, this is kind of creepy. And then I was working at the coffee house on campus one night, and uh, one of the campus acapella groups is performing, and they perform in my life. And I'm like, this is getting kind of weird now. <laughs> so I'm working at the coffee house again another night. This is like... uh Later on that year, it may have been before, it may have been shortly before or shortly after Christmas break, and uh, I'm telling someone at the at the counter about this, and like I've explained them the story, and they're like, "Oh, that is kind of weird." And like, so this this song is like following me around and stuff, uh, and it, it's sort of fitting since it's got the sort of nostalgic feel for senior year and everything. Um, and I'm like, well, now I feel like listening to the Beatles, uh, and so I go over to the computer that's hooked up to our sound system, and I turn on Pandora, and I type in the Beatles, and guess what's the very first song that plays? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Knocking on Heaven's Door? 
Yeah, it's not gonna happen to her. <laughs> a song that wasn't a Beatles song, but I don't know. <laughs> Pandora uh, doesn't only play the Beatles. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, that song comes on, and I'm just like, I told you! I fucking told you! <laughs> um, but yeah, so, not, not the most interesting story, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my weird story. I, I, it was weird, cause, like, it's a weird story. No, um, it was funny when you brought up that question, Brandon, because I'm like, oh, that's a really cool topic to have a podcast for. And then I'm like, has anything really weird actually happened to me before? <laughs> so that was the best I could come up with. Um, I, I I had something happen to me that um actually very similar. Um, uh, when I think it was when we were when we were still in high school. Um, you know we uh. Uh, my friends and I, uh, Brandon being one of them, uh, Ooh. would, you know, hang out at his house sometimes, and we'd actually be there, you know, after dark. So, and if you don't know, Brandon lives sort of out in the middle of nowhere, so it's sort of, sort of like we kind of have to, when you leave, you have to drive through, like, you know, rural areas and through, kind of. And, uh, one time, uh, you know, it was it was late at night, and I turned on the radio when I uh, when I was leaving, and the song uh, "Under the Bridge" by Red Hot Chili Peppers came oh, on. Song. Yeah, and I was like, I really like that song. And I was like, oh, it's kind of you know, it, it was dark, and it was like you know, it was kind of cold, and you know, it, it you know, when you're out in the middle of the woods, it's always like a kind of a sense of creepiness mm-hmm. to it, and like that's like. Especially in the beginning of that song, sort of like that slow guitar riff is kind of, uh, not necessarily creepy, but it... In that context. Yeah. And that actually, and then that, that, uh, like two other times when I left Brandon's house at night, that same song was <laughs> on the radio, like two other times. Huh. It was really strange. And it was like, the second time it happened, oh, I was like, oh, that's kind of a point. And then the third time it happened, I was really weirded out. Like, <laughs> and then it's sort of like, and then a couple other times, um, I did, I played the song purposefully because it was like one of those things. Like, this is like, I sort of did it out of like, oh, this is sort of a cool thing that happened to me. Now, yeah, I'm like tradition. It. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't think I've done that in a while. But it's sort of, it was just sort of an interesting thing. Yeah. Like, you know, weird coincidence, but it was like, it wasn't like really creepy, but it was still strange. Yeah. I, I used to, to keep track of coincidences in like towards the end of high school. I had like, I have a whole <laughs> folder. Coincidence journal? Uh, yeah, I have a folder. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's called what? Question mark. Except you can't put a question mark to the name. Um, and it's just word documents about like strange coincidences that have happened like uh, like I made like there were numbers that I kept seeing and Hmm. uh, like things like there were phrases that repeated themselves um Uh, like, um, there was a sci-fi miniseries, Children of Dune, and, uh, there's some, I don't know, there's, like, some famous speech from Dune, Dune about, um, like, facing your fear or something like that, and I... Is there a particular line? It's... Yeah, I can't remember. Because I, I think I know what line you're talking about. I just can't remember what exactly Yeah, Yeah, is. the line is, he who controls the spice controls the galaxy. Moving on! No, no, there's <laughs> there's another one. It's about his, his father or something. Um, no, is it the, the Sleeper Has Awakened thing? It might it might be, but the point is, like, I heard it first in Dream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. about facing fears, and then I heard, like, the line on the show, which was... Um, weird enough, and then there was like somebody at uh, 
at school or something that made some offhand comment about that, and I was just really freaked out. Um, I... I mean, there was one day where it was like everything was connected, but how do I, how do I put this? Um, it was before I was medicated, uh, so it was probably some sort of like episode of some sort, but it was basically like uh, a very strange experience of just feeling like everything was happening for a specific reason all around me. And I kept running into coincidences that day. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like it, it's weird how it, it, this may just be me, but it's weird how often that does happen. I think because like we we've got these are all obviously at like very different times, uh, like very disparate moments and different people and stuff. But the fact that we we've got three right here on the podcast. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just making a big deal out of something that's not really a big deal, but that, it seems like that shouldn't happen as often as it does. <laughs> Those strange little coincidence, coincidences like that, like phrases or songs following you. Is this uh, podcast going to take a turn for the tinfoil? <laughs> maybe maybe we should we, maybe we should have called this uh, the off ramp of the mind. <laughs> At least this episode. <laughs> what if the podcast is everyone's mind? No! This is a podcast within a dream. Oh, jeez. You <laughs> have to go deeper. Best thing I ever heard about the theory about Lost, um, it was on a TV show and they mentioned it. It was just, everything is the dog's dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> what, what, Who named what, their dog Vincent? One of my favorite running jokes that came from, like, people talking about uh, the episodes online was, like, whenever someone got lost, like, not the name of the show, Lost, but whenever whenever someone went missing on the show, like, on the island, and, like, people went, go, went to go looking for them, and they would be like, Sharon or Boone or whoever was missing. Um, mostly Sharon. Yeah, mostly Sharon. <laughs> um, they, like there would always be that moment where they stop in some clearing or something and they hear something and you're thinking like, Oh, is it the others? Is it the polar bear or something? And like, uh, <laughs> people on I would always go, Hey, Sharon, the others, Vincent. <laughs> and sometimes it was Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sort of like dropped off the face of the earth after like season three or four, didn't he? Yeah, but he, I thought they did a nice, not, I'm not going to give it away just in case, but like, there's a nice callback to him in the, towards the end of the last episode. Oh, I, I don't remember. It's uh what they do is they mirror basically like the first few scenes of the first episode. Oh, that's right. And the first episode, um, I remember Jack that. encounters Vincent in like the bamboo. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that show. <laughs> a lot of people, I, uh, a few people I know are like really. I don't know, if, like I want to say, really pissed off at how successful that show was, but I don't think that's exactly what it is. I think I'm putting words in people's mouth, but they they really don't like that show, <laughs> which is they're they're they are entitled to that opinion. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so weird stuff. It happens. And dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Kyle, you brought up a video game idea you had. Um, <laughs> do you want me to go over it again because we need to fill more time? No, no, I was going to say, like, um, it, if, like, a. I, there, I've had a few ideas for video games that I've wanted to do. Um, uh, I mean, have you guys, uh, I, before I indulge myself and talk about mine, <laughs> um, did you, do you, have you guys ever had ideas for like video games or something like that? Um, Casey? Well, I had an idea where, other than the one I discussed earlier, 
where you play as like a group of generic henchmen from um like a JRPG or something <laughs> and you're you're just doing your job, you know. Every every like uh I guess the quest would end with like, oh you go home to your family and just do generic person stuff <laughs> and then you go back into work where you'd be like building some kind of doomsday weapon but you have to build it on like budget constraints and eventually it would just end up with like uh and near the end of the game like the whole office would be in panic and you'd be like at first you'd be like oh, this is nothing compared to x y or z event and you'd see your boss go by and then he'd go by again but he'd be like a giant monster arbitrarily because <laughs> like the final bosses in jrbg's always just turn into giant monsters <laughs> you wouldn't think anything of it and then eventually you'd just be like outright murdered brutally by like a group of 15 year old kids with like plucky demeanor and like <laughs> the the battle ends and it's like just playing like happy music and they're jumping up and down and you're like slowly bleeding to death seeing like visions of your your family as you're dying and they're wow. rummaging through your pockets to steal all your items. So basically, you want to write a critique of the J the the JRPG genre. Yeah, the generic henchman that you just kill and like scores. So it's a video game that you can never win. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it would Have fun be trying to sell that one. <laughs> well, that's the ending of the game. Yeah, there's a couple games that end in, where you just kind of die at the end. Yeah, uh, one of the recent Halo games did it. Uh, an old space sim called Free Space did it. I guess I'm kind of blowing <laughs> spoilers <laughs> of the end of stories, but there have been games that ended with your characters pretty much yeah. dying in unwinnable. I mean, play. That, uh, um, according to uh, I guess you're referring to Halo Reach, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like that's kind of like a different situation from what you thought yeah. of. Um, because you know there is you know plot to that, and like the death is kind of noble and yeah. Like yeah, well your death. The story you're talking about, I'm just wondering like how fun the gameplay would actually be <laughs> up until that ending point, because there there are there are games that have really sad endings that work really, really well because of the, everything that builds up to it. Yeah, but, but this is like a comedy. This isn't a okay. serious thing. Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> okay. you're seeing like all kinds of tragic stuff as your characters die at the end, but it would be framed in a way that is like darkly humorous. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, because like, uh, I was thinking of like there's a game called Every Day the Same Dream. Oh! It's about like the monotony of life and it ends yeah. like... No, this isn't really the game that we all played in senior portfolio class. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, man. That no, because every day you'd have a different objective and stuff. There'd be crap to do. Yeah. Like, you'd start out with your normal henchman job, then, like, oh, we have to increase security, and oh, now we're building a weather dominator or whatever, and, like, <laughs> different plot points talking to different characters, and eventually you just get uh, outright murdered at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, for some reason, I thought you were... When you said uh, this isn't every the same game that we played in senior portfolio class, I thought you were talking about the game Bren was describing, not the one. No, that was the game we played in yeah, senior portfolio. That was the game. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that 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 could be an interesting game, the henchman game. Um, it, it would be at least a, a change of pace, <laughs> which would be nice. Um, but yeah, Brandon or Casey, have you guys ever had video game ideas? I've, I've never had specific video game ideas, but um, I guess there are times when I've thought about, like, whether or not a story could work that way. Uh, um, usually the answer is no. <laughs> um, I've, I've not so much thought about, like, video game ideas, but I'm, like, I've always had sort of a fascination with um, movie adaptations. Of video games and like they always oh. end up being really bad. Yeah. And I was like, I want to write. I was like, I want to write the good ones. I know. I know. I I feel the same way. Like especially after uh, the most recent Silent Hill movie, which I, I mentioned you discussed on every podcast. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, I, like I knew before we even recorded the first podcast. Like. I'm like, you know what, there's just going to be some some way, somehow, 
I'm not going to do it on purpose, but I'm going to drop a reference to Silent Hill at some point in each of the podcasts, just because I'm clearly obsessed. <laughs> but, uh, and people are probably going to be pissed off at me for it, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, like, people get angry when they listen to podcasts. <laughs> Especially this one, and by people listening to this one, we mean theoretical people listening yes. to this one. Theoretical people. Some local news station apparently tracked down the dude who started the Alabama session petition. <laughs> and he's a uh, he's just this like fat old guy who ran a topless car wash and then it got <laughs> shut down it got shut down in two thousand one and he's blaming <laughs> Obama's like strict economic regulations on it. Huh. Even though, you know, it shut down in two thousand one for indecent exposure. <laughs> oh jeez. Because, you know, it was a topless car wash, and it <laughs> wasn't zoned as such. I don't know what the zoning for topless car wash is, but I guess he didn't fill out the proper forms. Was it was outside? Because that might have something to do with it. That, that's also possible. It was like a full view of everyone. There's like a, a drive through strip club or something. <laughs> Do you know the place I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I think it's shut down now. There's this... Okay, uh, this one... Uh, this one highway that, you know, that's kind of close to us, and it's one of the, the main routes into Pittsburgh. Um, like, all along there are, like, maybe, like, three or four, um, uh, like, strip clubs uh, down that, on that road, and one of them, I forget what the name was, um, the, uh, I know it's either called, like, The Beehive, or Climax. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it has, what, it has a, a drive-through, which I have no idea what that involves, or how that works, it's just like, oh, they, like, stand at a window and flash the the driver as they pass, I guess. <laughs> but I, I imagine, like, there's, like, a, a big window, I imagine, that, like, they open up blinds in it, and, like, you're driving by, and then, bam, it opens up, and there it is. <laughs> but but I think that uh, that particular one uh, is no longer open. Uh, that's disappointing. <laughs> And 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 the the one sign it says uh uh the world famous uh I think it, I think it is or was climax like the world famous climax because it had a drive through uh, <laughs> drive through in the strip club I I don't understand it classy <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking at this article Kyle of the dude who uh with the topless car wash. And the picture that they picked of this guy is just, oh my gosh. Yeah, right? He looks kind of out of it. Oh, man. It looks like Paul Giamatti. (laughs) Kind of, if Paul Giamatti put on a lot of weight and stopped bathing. (laughs) Yeah, he he sort of looks like the sort of dude that's just like, huh? This is a, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah, his quote is, I'm working poor, and I'll work. I've never taken a dime from the government. I'll starve before I take a handout. That's what being a true American is about. Belcher, his name is Belcher. Mm. Belcher blamed the government for shutting down his former business. Belcher said his Euro Details car wash, which featured topless women, was successful for a decade on half Halls Mill Road in Mobile. But he said he was arrested and charged with obscenity by city officials in 2001. The government ripped my business away, and now they're choking America to death with rules and regulations, he said. 
And that's why he wants to, wants Alabama to secede oh. from the country. Oh my god! Yeah, Alabama's not the only uh, state that wants to secede. I yeah. think a bunch of them. Well, like, uh, when we say state, we mean random group of secessionists yeah, from yeah. a state. It's not like yeah. the state actually has any formal idea. Even Texas, even their governor, who's famous for turning away federal aid and then complaining about not getting federal money after turning it away, is saying, yeah, uh, the federal government, we, we shouldn't turn away from it, guys. <laughs> yeah, and and the, the funny thing is, like, um, if the if the petition gets, like, something like 75,000 signatures, like, the the... President Obama has to respond to it in some way, but he has no, like, legal requirements to let them secede, like, and there's even, like, some uh, Supreme Court decision that says, like, states cannot secede from Yeah, I was gonna say, after, after the Civil War, I'm pretty sure they closed that loophole, and the, uh, the main, the big Texas petition, they're talking about how does 80,000 signatures for one, if you look at it, you'll realize that the signatures aren't all from Texas. You can yes. just sign it no matter where you're from. And two, 80,000 people is point zero. I did the math. It's like point zero zero three percent of Texas's population. <laughs> they're the second most populous state in the country, and they have like 25 million people. Yeah, I, I think the best description of how the national government reacts to these petitions for secession was in a... a, a uh, watch the Tumblr of uh, Cleolinda Jones. I, I don't know if we've mentioned her on this podcast, but she writes the movies in 15 minutes, movie parodies, and uh, she's got a blog on LiveJournal that's one of the only really successful live journals that I know of. Um, and uh, she mentioned on her Tumblr, because she's from Alabama, like uh, how people were saying, like, Oh geez, what what's going to happen with all this? What why are these people doing this? Is something bad going to happen now that all these people are asking to secede? Or is anyone going to succeed at this? And she's just like, guys, this happens all the time. The government is looking at this right now and being like, lol, you mad? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> secessionists always exist. The only reason anyone's paying attention to it now is because there's still people angry about the election. Exactly. So it's just coattails now. People are just riding along, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I lose the seed because my guy didn't win. <laughs> That's how democracy works. If I don't like it, then I'm going to leave. <laughs> but I'm not going to leave the country. I'm going to make my own country. Do you guys know, this is from Mobile, Mobile Alabama. Do you know what else is from there? Uh, the le- The leprechaun video. Oh, jeez. Oh, that leprechaun video is from Mobile? Yeah. That's great. Oh, man. I just want to know where the gold's at. <laughs> when when they did that on Tosh Planet, that was one of his, uh, like, better bits, except at the end where they, like, found the leprechaun. That was, that was really stupid, but, I mean, like, interviewing people about it was still pretty funny. Did, did they interview like some of the people that appeared in the video? Yeah, they um, he interviewed one guy who was like, who supposedly had like a leprechaun flute, and then I think they found the guy who did that like really like stupid drawing of it. I'm not sure if it was. I don't know if it was the same person or not. Artist rendition. Yeah. A piece of like notebook paper with a really badly drawn face. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even like a face, it was just like a couple of shapes and that kind of looked like a head with a hat on it. It's it's like two dots. Yeah, yeah, for eyes. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Oh, man. My favorite thing about Know Your Meme is how it shows you the uh, <laughs> the peak era when people were searching for this, oh, yeah. and then just a <laughs> dramatic crash right afterwards. <laughs> and it seems like it spiked at the end of every year, like around Christmas time. Everyone's just March, April, uh, no, March, yeah. March. Every March, I guess, people were like celebrating the anniversary of this thing. Well, yeah, and well, it's it's Day. Oh, I yeah, okay. 
Okay, I get it. <laughs> because everyone's drunk on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and they look for stupid internet memes. Clearly not what you were going for. No. <laughs> and that's why everyone went into dead silence. I guess that joke just fell flat. You were no, so deadpan about it. it that was yeah, like, it worked too well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll lower myself. I'll lower myself to your standards. Hey guys, you know what's great? Mansers on on Spike TV. <laughs> Didn't I bring this up last time? Yes. Yeah. After that, because uh, because I'm I'm recording this at Casey's house. After that, we looked it up and uh, we watched a whole segment on whether or not boobs bounce more on the moon. Turns out they do. I agree with Ian. We should plan these out more because now we're just kind of going into a recap from last week. <laughs> For those of you who missed it, how many boobs does it take to get to the moon? I don't want to know how many boobs. It it's not hardcore boob science, though, because they're not using specific parameters. What size are they? Are they all the same? <laughs> Fake or real? Because it's on Spike. And, like, Boobs is probably, like, the third most used word on that channel. And soon G4 TV, once oh, they go no. through their final transformation of firing everyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they canceled, like, the two shows that actually had something to do with technology. <laughs> and the the anchors who didn't leave were pretty much canned. Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's disappointing to me, because... I, I actually enjoyed watching stuff like X Play and Attack of the Show. Attack yeah, of the when show... I was a kid, since nowadays it's nothing but eight hours of cops and campus BD marathons. Yeah. Attack of the Show and is drift racing. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when drift racing was popular? But neither do we. That's why we're airing it now instead of ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm looking at a the list of podcast ideas I had from way back. Just just try and come up with something else as a topic to talk about. Well is, how, we're we're at, we're close to like the hour and a half mark. I was gonna say um, how how long didn't we run long last time? Yeah, we did run pretty long last time, like the second podcast. I'm still not finished editing, but it's around like two hours right now. And we've been on this conversation for about two, it says two hours and four minutes, so, um, but I think I started recording maybe like 15 minutes, half hour into it, and then that's before editing and stuff, so we could wrap things up soon. I'm just trying to think of like a good way to wrap things up so it's not just like a pathetic petering out. It's not that pathetic. Yeah. Just cut it off right now. Yes. Cut it in the middle of a sentence. Oh my gosh. You know how you were talking about referencing old podcasts? You made that same comment in the first podcast. Son of a bitch. It's like a Mobius loop of just the same shit over and over again. <laughs> this is why we need to plan things out. Okay. Everyone, hopefully next week we will have some, uh, better, uh, better material and content to discuss and... Hopefully we won't keep going back to the same old <laughs> fallback. Yeah. I am not apologizing for our content. It is hard-hitting journalistic uh, thingies. Yes. (laughs) So, thanks for listening. Uh, Contact us if those avenues are open. Hopefully they will be. Check the uh, show notes. Yeah, check the show notes. We'll have links to stuff that we talked about, probably. Um, And have a good night, or day, or morning, depending on what time you're listening Farewell, y'all, from the independent country of Alabama. (laughs) Bye.
You guys still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I, I was logged sort of out. Processing that story. It was yeah. crazy. I threatened you, and I made good on that deal that I'd just leave. <laughs> oh, okay. And we left again. Yes. <laughs> uh, Way to kill the momentum constantly, Ian. Well, the nice thing is I can delete all those empty spaces in uh, ask. Including this response, where yeah. you explain <laughs> that there's missing empty spaces now. I might just leave it in for that. <laughs> but, <Right>. yeah, so... <laughs> so and uh, we're dead. And we're yeah. dead. <laughs> how, long, how, long, how long have we been recording? If you're listening to this while you're at the gym, please wipe down the machine when you're done, because it's really gross when you don't. No one's listening to this at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's what's wrong with America. No one actually.